0: Um, Guys, I'm going to read our reading today, Um, and it is Jesus and the woman at the well. Now he had to go through Samaria, and he came to a town in Samaria called Sychar, near the plot of ground Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired as he was from the journey, sat down by the well. It was about noon Then leaving her water jar, the woman went back to the town and said to the people, come, see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could this be the Messiah? And they came out of the town and made their way toward him. Many of the Samaritans from that town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me everything I ever did. So when the Samaritans came to him, they urged him to stay with them. And he stayed two days. And because of his words, many more became believers. They said to the woman, we no longer believe just because of what you said. Now we have heard it for ourselves. And we know that this man really is the savior of the world. I'm going to invite up Maddie, who's going to come and speak to us now.
1: Thank you, guys. (laughs) I need the stand. (laughs) Uh, um, Hi, good evening, church. Um, Oh, thank you. Um, My name is Maddie. Um, I've been at St. Nick's for just over two years now. I was one year coming just as a punter um, and one year um, I've been training to be an ordinant or training to be a vicar, uh, which basically means I follow Toby and Matt and the team around here um, and try and glean off everything I can um, from them. And one of the honours is being able to speak um, with you guys this evening. So thank you so much for having me. I wonder if we can just take a moment to pray before we begin. Yeah, Heavenly Father, we thank you so much that your word is alive. We thank you so much that your word is active. And we pray that we would uh, learn something new from what you have to say this evening. And I pray that I would speak in your name and your name only. Amen. So we are coming up to five years as a church. We have lots of celebrations going on in the next few weeks. So there is going to be lots of invitations flying around. I'm sure you've seen kind of on your seats, you've got lovely invitations, new business cards as well, which deserve a little bit of a mention. Uh, Well done Cree and the team. Um, So there's lots of invitations going around. Now, I wonder if you can think of the best invitation you have ever received. Is it actually, being here this evening, you've been invited to the University of Bristol or UWE? Or maybe it was a work event you've been waiting for? Or maybe a friend has finally asked you to see Barbie with them? Why don't you just turn to your neighbour, chat for 30 seconds, and tell them what the best invitation is that you've ever received? Have a little murmur. Great. Should we start coming back together? (laughs) Hopefully you managed to think of something that you are excited about. Now, I will tell you mine. Um, I know you might think that it was probably the day that my husband Isaac proposed to me, but it wasn't. It was pretty great but um, actually this time last year um, I got invited to go to something called the Plant-Based Taste Awards. Um, So I have a little Instagram um, called Plant-Based Mads if you want to follow me. Um, (laughs) I didn't mean to do a shout out but there we are. Um, And so this time last year I was invited to something called the Plant-Based Taste Awards where basically I got to try a hundred new pieces of food that was coming out to the UK Um, and honestly it was like the best day of my life, eating new food, meeting new people, and it was incredible. And so today, we're gonna talk about the power of invitation. We've been going through a series called Why Church um, and Matt kicked us off a few weeks ago looking at celebration in the city um, and then we heard Toby talk about connection in the community and last week Josh spoke on the power of communion and tonight we're going to be looking at the power of invitation. And I chose for us tonight to look at one of what I think is one of the greatest invitations Jesus extends in the Bible to the woman at the well in chapter 4 of the book of John. And I've titled my talk, Will You Give Me a Drink? Will you give me a drink? And hopefully that'll make sense as we go on and I won't just have lots of glasses of water at my feet by the end. So let's start with the context. Um, The book of John, just as a side note, if you've never read the Bible before or you just do not know where to start, my favorite is to start the book of John in the New Testament. I love how kind of descriptive he is, I love the way he writes, but also this encounter with the woman at the well is one of the longest encounters that Jesus has with someone in the New Testament, so it's a great story. When Eloise was reading at the beginning we actually had to skip out loads of verses verses because there's so much going on here and so you can imagine it's the middle of the day in Samaria it's very hot it's noon and um, Jesus has left Judea they're on the way to Galilee he's taking all the disciples he's like come on off we go lads and um, it says in verse 4 he had to go through the town of Samaria and now this is quite a big deal because there was a lot of beef um, going on between the Jews and the Samaritans at the time. So when Jesus said this to the disciples, they were probably like, "What? Wh- why? Why are we going to see these Samaritans? And so they were kind of... I'll te- It's kind of a long story, but the beef is that um, the Jews say that the only way to worship God and the only way to worship Jesus is in the temple in Jerusalem. But the Samaritans didn't like this, so they went and they built their own temple, and then the Jews called them pagans, and there we have it lots of disagreements going on. But Jesus says, no, no, we are still gonna go there. We're still gonna go through. So they get there, he sends off the disciples, they, he sent them off to go get food, and I like to think it's probably because they were being a bit annoying. And um, Jesus goes up to somewhere called Jacob's well. Now, we've heard about Jacob's well a lot in the Old Testament. Um, it's kind of where Jacob meets Rachel. It's where Joshua goes and says, in the, me and my house, we will serve the Lord. There's lots of things that goes on at Jacob's well. So Jesus goes up there, he goes for some peace and some quiet, but lo and behold, there is a woman. And he would have known from the beginning that this woman was a sinner. This woman was an outcast to society. And this is because collecting water for them in those days was a bit of a kind of social occasion. Um, If you had your gaggle of girls, um, you'd go up early in the morning and it would be something that you would all do with your friends. So the fact that this woman was coming up by herself shows that she was an outcast and for some reason didn't come with her friends. So we are there, are we imagining the scene? Great. (laughs) So Jesus says to the uninvited, we are invited. And I don't know how well you know the passage. Um, I grew up in church, so I've heard this passage lots and time and time again, Um, especially being a woman. um, It tends to happen that this kind of scripture has come to me. But when I was preparing this week, I was just struck by that question when Jesus says, can I have a drink? He says, will you give me a drink? And I'm thinking, okay, Jesus, the creator of all time, right, the God who moved mountains, we've seen healing the sick and the blind in the New Testament, comes and asks this sinner, this woman, this outcast, if she can bless him. And so this simple question that I've now come to realize is actually an invitation. And she responds in quite a confused manner. I love the way she responds because I feel like I'd be exactly the same. And she probably thinks that Jesus is kind of scoffing at her. And she says, you are a Jew and I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? And he then goes on to say, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. And so now it's even more confusing. Why does this Jesus who has supposedly the living water ask for a drink from the well? It's not really a question at all. Jesus isn't really thirsty. It's an invitation and um, this happened to me once, Um, I uh, used to work in a coffee shop uh, back in Cheltenham and uh, I was doing my barista thing um, and uh, I hopped onto the till and I look up and lo and behold Idris Elba is before my eyes and uh, obviously I froze um, in my tracks and I didn't know what to say to him, I've forgotten everything about myself And he asked me for a latte, and I I didn't know what to say. And I felt like saying, Idris, to what do I owe you this honor? (laughs) And I know that we've all been in situations where we've maybe been in the presence of someone that we just feel like unworthy of being in their presence. And I know that maybe we've been invited to events where we don't quite know why we're there. I don't know if you've ever been invited to a wedding where you're kind of a friend of a friend and you're like, this is so great, but I'm not sure why I'm here. And actually maybe you're invited this evening. Maybe you've come to Bristol as a fresher and you're like, Jesus, I'm not quite sure why I'm here. And in this question, When Jesus says, will you give me a drink? He's actually saying to the woman, you are worthy. You are dignified. Just like Idris made me feel when he asked me for a latte. When he said, can I have a drink? I just, (laughs) I did make it eventually. I don't know what it is about celebrities, but you kind of want to give them everything for free, even though they're probably the richest people here. But Jesus, the one who brings the living water, is saying it really doesn't matter who you are. He's saying to this woman, it doesn't matter that you're a sinner or that you've had five husbands or whatever you've been through. You deserve this living water as much as the next person. And he was inviting her with this question, will you give me a drink? He was inviting her to be in relationship with him. And so I'll start with that this evening, that Jesus doesn't need anything from us, but he wants and he desires to be in relationship with us. And this relationship satisfies. We hear about this living water. And like I said, and it says further down the passage, this woman had had five husbands. She'd been, you can tell that she'd been through a lot. And he's saying, what you've lived on, what you've gone through is not enough. I am enough. And this living water that I give to you is one that you will not grow thirsty, you will not grow tired. And Josh spoke on communion last week. And he said it. He also said it, you know, it's the same grace for all of us, no matter what we've done, no matter who we are he wants to be in relationship with us and um in my rabbit hole of preparing for the talk this evening um i looked a lot into jacob's well um and there's a jacob's well road in bristol does anyone live near that constitution hill oh okay some maybe um (laughs) and um i found out historians don't come at me because this was just from wikipedia um but i found out that there is actually an old jacob's well here in bristol on jacob's well road i don't know if it's in someone's garden or, or where it is but apparently there is and um it used to feed so this water used to feed the cathedral here in bristol and um there was a sentence that i read when i was just reading about it that said this It was of good quality, but the volume was not enough to supply the city. It was of good quality, but the volume was not enough to supply the city. It's Jesus's living water that is enough to supply and satisfy, that it's enough to supply all of us and the city, despite whether you think you're one of the uninvited ones. So Jesus extends his invitation, he calls the uninvited, invited. And secondly, us, the invitees, we then become the inviters. And um, quite often when someone invites us to something, we should say yes or no. Um, When Idris asked me for a latte, I didn't say anything for a while but I finally said yes and I gave him his latte and this invitation from Jesus is the same he requires a response from us and that response is to say yes to say yes to partnering and being in relationship with Jesus and one commentary I read for prepare, when I was preparing, um, interprets the woman um, when he asks, will you give me a drink, Interpre- interprets it as saying to the woman, will you pour out your worship onto me? Will you pour out your lives onto me? This water from the well, he's really saying, will you give me everything you have? And I'm sure there are many of us in the room that can testify the time that Jesus really changed our lives. I'm sure you can think about it now, that moment that you met Jesus, and actually this woman was just going about her daily tasks. She was trying to probably get a bit of peace and quiet from those around her. And when she met Jesus, she realized she couldn't do anything the same anymore. And um, this was the same for me growing up. I grew up in church, but in my teenage years, I, used, I like to say that I lived a bit of a Hannah Montana life. Um, I kind of had my church life and then my other life. Um, and <laughs> I kind of got to this stage where I realized it didn't really work like that, that the living water of Jesus had to change my life. And that's true. When you meet and know this living water of Christ, it should affect everything that you do. And uh, me and my husband, we run a little vintage clothing business. Um, We're doing a pop-up here next Sunday night after the evening service. Um, But we realized a few years ago our business was running totally fine. but we realized we needed to give that to Jesus. We needed everything that we did from the business to be something that was for him and not for ourselves. And um, we used to run some pop-ups um, like last year and um, we would have people come to the pop-ups and say something is different here. What's going on here? And all we were doing is just praying and being ourselves. So when we meet the living water of Christ, it should affect how we run our businesses. It should affect how we treat people around us and our families and our friends. And I got to the point in life where I really, when I realized I just couldn't live without him, he changed my life, but my life needed to look like it. And our response to Jesus' invitation is not something he requires, but he just wants us to pour our lives onto him. Will you pour out your worship and your lives onto Jesus? So our first response is to say yes, but to say yes with everything that we have. And I believe that when we do that, people around us start to go, huh, what's going on there? In verse 28, Uh, It says, Then leaving her water jar, the woman went back to the town and said to the people, Come, see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could this be the Messiah? And they came out of the town and made their way towards him. She goes and she runs and she tells everyone about Jesus. Jesus knows me, a sinner, an outcast. And so this news, this good news, that Jesus has invited all of us, no matter what we've done, is some really good news that we need to share. Will you pour out your lives and your worship onto Jesus? Do you want your lives to look like you know the Messiah? And uh, I've been watching uh, the series Race Around the World recently. Has anyone else been watching it on BBC? It's very good. Um, (laughs) And they basically, long story short, race across the world um, to uh, lots of different couples and they try and get to the end first and they're not allowed to fly, basically. Um, And at the moment they're traveling through Canada um, and one of the couples basically end up staying with this family for the night because they, you know, want free bed, do a bit of work, etc. And uh, this family to end up being Christian. And one of the couples who was in the race said, "I've never been hit by so much love and so much kindness." And that's what happens when we are truly changed. You know, this woman was traveling the incredible scene and beauty of Canada. But what she was really struck by was the love of this family who knew Jesus. And often this good news doesn't really make sense the fact that all of us, no matter what we do, no matter who we are, Jesus has the same grace for all of us. It doesn't totally make sense. And Josh said this as well last week about this grace, the same grace for everyone. And the best part of all is that this invitation is free. And uh, nothing is ever free these days. I don't know if if anyone else feels that. Um, But we—those who truly know the living water, that is free. And in our British culture, even when we're offered something free, we kind of say no, right? And I googled why we did that because I was quite interested. Um, And one source said it's because nothing really does come for free, so it must be a catch. And then another one said, and this is about Facebook marketplace, um, it can take up time, effort, and energy. If you're researching, driving, and then picking up the free stuff, you can have a house full of free stuff, but those items will still take up your time in cleaning, maintaining, repairing, and moving them. Nothing comes for free. But I was struck, I was like, whoa, but this living water is free. Jesus' love is free for you and for me. And often I'm searching for this. Often I'm pretty dehydrated. (laughs) Often I'm super thirsty. I'm scrolling through TikTok endlessly at food videos. And I think that's gonna satisfy me. And over summer, Isaac and I went on holiday and it was 40 degrees. And um, often I thought a Fanta would satisfy me. But the truth is it really doesn't and I needed water. But do you know how much we are all dehydrated and people um, need to hear this living water? That quite often people are on the Fanta and not the water. So how? How do we do this? I know some of you are probably sitting here going, oh, I would have missed this evangelism talk if I could have. I would have stayed at home. But trust me, I am burnt out from evangelism sometimes. But I, if, I don't know if this is encouraging, but I invited, I've invited three people to the Harry and Chris comedy night so far and they've all said no. So I decided to come up with three encouragements for us as a church as we go through kind of these next few weeks of invitation. And the first one is the Holy Spirit. So when I talk about the living water, I'm talking about the gift of the Holy Spirit. When we say yes to partnering with Jesus, He gives us His Holy Spirit. And the exciting thing about that is it means we're not doing it on our own, that we are partnered with the Holy Spirit. In verse 42, it says, They said to the woman, We no longer believe just because of what you said. Now we have heard for ourselves, and we know that this man really is the savior of the world. And I was struck by that. They didn't say yes to the invitation to Jesus. They said, Yes, let's go and see. But it was when they encountered Jesus that they said yes, when they encountered the living water. And I was encouraged by this because our job is just to extend the invitation and allow the Holy Spirit to do the rest. Only the living water satisfies and we've spoken a lot about Alpha, and we've seen kind of over 30,000 people come to know Christ across the world on Alpha courses. And that was because they were invited by people like me and people like you. When I was preparing, I was reminded of um, Dave Castle's song, Big Up Dave, he's our worship pastor. Um, It's called Spirit Move, and these are the lyrics we are here we are thirsty for you we are here pour out your living waters we are here expecting for your spirit to come i need to be expecting that even when my friends say no that the spirit will come that the holy spirit is on the move and we just need to join in with what's going on we have to remember that we're not doing this on our own So encouragement number one, the Holy Spirit. Encouragement number two, we church can do this together. We have got so much going on here in the life of St. Nick's and uh, these are tools that we can all use to invite our friends and our family. We've got the comedy night, Chris and Harry, we've got Alpha starting, my friend Toby starting something called Bridge the Gap Football. So if anyone's into football, grab Toby at the end. We've got baptisms next week, we've got the student vintage pop-up. We've got so much going on where we can tell people and invite them in. And I, this year, was blessed enough to go to the HGB Leadership Conference. And um, I heard a talk from Nicky Gumbel. He was talking about Alpha, and he said this. Alpha is just packaging to the unchanging message. Alpha is just packaging. It's the unchanging message. And so I love how creative we are here at church with all of these different events going on, through taking coffees to campus, with these invitations that we can post through people's doors and now put them in people's wallets. It's incredible. But we are being creative with the unchanging message. So that Jesus, when you maybe gave your life to him, it's the same, it's the same Jesus then as he is now. We just might need to package it a little bit differently. So encouragement number two, we as the church can do this together. Encouragement number three, and finally, I think there's something deeper um, going on here in the story at The Woman of the Well that as I said at the beginning, there's this beef going on uh, where the Jews are saying, you cannot worship God anywhere else but in the temple. And actually Jesus comes and he meets the woman where she is at in her daily task, where she's probably feeling pretty rough, pretty low. And he says, I'm right here. You don't need to go anywhere. You don't need to go to the temple. I am here. And he's proposing something different. He's saying it's not about who you are, it's not about what you do or where you are. I will meet you where you are at. And it's the same for us. I don't know where you're at this evening, but Jesus wants to meet with you wherever you are at. And it's the same when we share with our friends. They might say no, to coming to Chris and Harry, but they might say yes to having a coffee down the road. How is Jesus asking you to partner with him this evening? So Jesus calls those who think they are uninvited, invited. And that goes for our friends and our family and people in the city as well. And he does this by meeting us where we are at and asking us to partner with him. And we then receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And although it is the same living water, it might just be packaged slightly differently this time around. And so the power of invitation, I think, lies in that question. Will you give me a drink? Will you pour out your life? and your worship onto Jesus, so much so that it changes the lives of those around us. Shall we stand and I would like to pray. Yeah, Jesus, we just thank you for that living water. And we ask that you would pour out a refreshing right now. Holy Spirit, would you come where we are thirsty, where we are dehydrated? Would you come? Would you change us, Jesus? Would you change us? Would you change our lives? Refresh us, Lord Jesus.
0: And we ask this in your holy name. Amen. Amen.